Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Boom sauce! The t-shirts are in. The t-shirts are in. And the hats and the beer and the people. So welcome to the Bradford Show. We have John Tomasi. We have Nick Fryer. We have Ian Brown, pitcher Nick, of course. Uh, first baseman writer Ian, Ian. R- writer Ian, and John Tomasi. So three point shooter. We're here, and uh, and so I want to go around the room. First of all, thank you for all being here. Thank you for wearing the t shirt to get yeah, just in right case here. people don't know. We have we have on the front Bradford show. Thank you, Lord Hobo <laughs> Brewing Company, Boom Boom Sauce. So, oh, look at that. Ian's okay. got it on. Nick is wearing his extra small. It's a medium. I fit in a medium. It's perfect. I, I Try and blend the tights. Let's wear them. Yeah, no. Not triple XL when yeah, you're an XL Yeah, match. yeah, no. No, not happening. Anyway, so welcome back to the Bradford Show. And um, so I want to go around the room first off, and I want to ask each of you your favorite Bradford Show episode from the month of September. John? Uh, the one that started with Boom Sauce. Okay. Uh, Nick? The Brazier one. Okay. Ian? Boom sauce. It was a trick question. There was not one in September. <laughs> and the reason why we didn't have one in September was because we were waiting for the T-shirts. And, and the here. T-shirts have arrived. The T-shirts have arrived. And you know what else has arrived, guys? The postseason baseball. Yay. Finally. Finally. I mean, come Boom on. sauce. Boom sauce. Boom sauce. Yes. Yes, indeed. Boom <laughs> sauce. I think um, I should get some credit, by the way, for driving over to Woburn to their beautiful, new, not yet opened, renovated tap which room they, at Lord It will also where the soon uh, to be named Bradford Show Studios will be. I correct? believe that, yeah. We write, lamps included? What, excuse me? Lava lamps included? Lava, uh, the whole thing. Okay. Everything about it. The Joe Kelly statue, the Hall of the Hall of Fame for all the Bradford Show participants. Ryan Brazier might be up there. I think the Ryan Brazier was the last. Who said Ryan Brazier? Oh, did, you said yeah. Ryan I thought Brazier. that was September. Yes. Nick's an avid uh, listener. Well, well, you aren't? What are you doing here if you're not? Casual. You're just here. You're literally, you're, literally, you're literally here for the free T-shirts and potentially the beer. So anyway, um, so we are here for the postseason. 
And we weren't going to do one of these podcasts until the postseason rolled around. So we wanted to. The postseason's here. The T-shirts are here. And we also have a very spacious studio uh, an area here. This isn't doing the podcast in the dugout like I have been doing with Nathan Avaldi and Ryan Brazier. Or at random restaurants. Or at random restaurants with, with Alex Spear. No, this is this is next level. Like you said, there is a reason why we waited to do the next one. This is episode, I don't know, I would have to check, but it's episode a lot. And uh, and there was a reason, because it's the postseason. So we're, we're on our way. We're on our way. And um, so I want to start off. Where do you guys want to start with the postseason stuff? Who are they going to play? When your, is this thing? First of all, when are people hearing this? Will the game will no, be no, they're going to hear card it. Game they, no, they're going to hear it before. They're going to hear it before the whole ball of wax start. But they, yeah, so who 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 are they going to play? Who do you want to see? I, them I don't play? care. Who they play. You don't but care. They, I hate that I question. It's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. Like who do you want them to play? Obviously, well, you want them to play the Yankees. Who right? will they play? Yes. No, I don't want them to play the Yankees. Why? You, why? From entertainment for entertainment. Yeah, why? Yeah, see, he says a dumb question, but now we're arguing about it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, by me saying it was a dumb question, then you get the <laughs> argument going. They I'm will a, play the Yankees. I'm making a guarantee. Yeah, there's no way. Yes, it's like it's like Colorado. Colorado now has to go to. They went to Chicago. No, they went to L.A. and now they have to go to Chicago. Yeah, they're done. They have no chance. They're going against John Lester. And too. when you listen to this, and they actually win, forget about the it. The Rockies but. have no chance. The Cubs are reeling, man. They yeah. just blew it to the they Brewers. Had, I know they still have the second best. Cubs are reeling. Game. They lost one game. Two, two. They blew the lead that they had. Yeah, on they were up Brewers. five with yeah. like two they weeks left. Two, what was yeah. it? They lost uh, two out of three to the well, Pirates, whatever. or three out of They're four. Resilient. Two words. They're John resilient. Lester. By the way, this, oh, is, this, wow. is, this is episode ninety-three. I just checked. Is it <laughs> episode what ninety-three? Ninety-three. Nick is your biggest fan. Although I would check that because someone said they 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 put football audio in in the pod my podcast. Based on what the last one was, it was which which. Was, which was uh, which was was Ryan Brazier? Now, uh, or was the, was it <clears throat> the incredible Ryan Brazier story? It was. It was an incredible Ryan Brazier story, and I felt like we were out, out ahead of the Ryan Brazier story. Were, on the everyone, everybody wrote it after that. For the I, I feel like they kind of did, right? Yeah. I'm right, sure. Why not? Anyway, that voice. I, I want people to get acclimated to the voices. Ian Brown, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. At Ian Brown of MLB.com. Nick Fryer, pitcher Nick. You know pitcher Nick. Hello, hello, hello. All right, and John they Tomasi. All right, all right, there they we know, go. They know me from, yeah. mm. uh, from, from uh, <laughs> educational films, paint chips, deadly, delicious but deadly. Um, <laughs> delicious and deadly. And deadly. Um, so, so John wants to start out, who do you want him to play? Okay, go around the all room. We, 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 so we, you know what? It's your show, and we've, we've tackled that. Uh, <laughs> I'd prefer that they play the Yankees. For, the, for what? For, for what reason? The, for the storyline purposes of it. The Oakland's boring. And you want them, I want them to go through, you know, New York, Houston or Cleveland, and then like LA or the Cubs and have that just be. Well, I don't think you're going to worry about it. Honestly, after the A's, you don't have to worry about the storyline for any of these teams. No, but the Yankees haven't played them since 04 in the postseason. So Rob's rolling his eyes, but I mean. That's what was the year that me. Ramon Martinez started a game against the Yankees in playoffs? That was 1999. Yeah, baseball historian <laughs> Ian Rod. <laughs> you know, forget, screw Gornese. You should be the Red Sox historian. Careful. Honest to God. I'm uh, saying to you, to Ian Brown, I'm uh, looking already at had you. One too many I, don't lives. I don't want to take Gordon's job from him. So. Why? Just yet. Not just yet. It's not my style. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Any, so if he ever retires, though, I would, I would uh, consider that. Right. Oh, there you, would you really? Would you do? Would you do that if if Gordon retires? 
And he's fairly old, so it might be any year now. <laughs> he's so, like in his 50s, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's not in his 50s. He's in his 50s? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe he's 60. He's not that old. Whoever has it. He'll be around for a while. 10, minute, 10 minutes in argument about Gourney's age. <laughs> Hold on. Let me stop my watch. Um, Wait, you, you think he's 67 years old? 67 years no. old. No. no, no oh, no. I, bet he, I, I bet, bet he's he, around 60 at the oldest. Yeah, I would you honestly think he's closer say to. He, you Pick think a number. You think he's closer to 60 than 67. That's what you're saying. Oh, hell yeah. He covered, I'll put it there, he covered the 87 finals. Yeah. Because I've seen him in the videos like behind Magic. So that was like 31 years ago. So you figure he was like 20. But he was just starting out yeah, then because so we've, we've talked to him about that. Yeah, I think mid, he was in his 20s. Mid, mid, so. to late, mid to late 50s. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking. Anyway, this, yeah. is, this is where but this is I, I, I was more interested. This is what happened. I was more interested in, in the fact that Ian is actually interested in that job. I would love to be a, a Red Sox historian. I, I mean, am a Red you, Sox historian. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I know. You're very good at it. You should be a Celtics historian. Well, maybe I could do both. Oh, there you go. Okay. Juan <laughs> well, uh, Martinez pitched okay in that game, by the way. I remember it. I remember uh, that someone missed a home run by like an inch in center field. So there you go. Oh, Whatever. Great call. Yeah. yeah, remember that? Yeah. Who was that? Troy O'Leary or someone like that? I think it was Troy O'Leary. Okay. I have a great memory. Maybe I should be Red Sox historian. Uh, I have no desire to do that. I'll go on the record. You can have it. So anyway, uh, John Tomasi wants the Yankee storyline. That's fine, Nick. Who do you want to play? I would say the Yankees as well because the Red Sox, the uh, eight, rather the A's, are the only team that didn't uh, were under five hundred against the Red Sox this year. I think right. It was them and the White Sox who under five hundred. Well, the Red Sox were four and two. Played them like two times. They were four and two. The A's. Yeah, the four and two still. They did well against them. I know. Yeah. Uh, was it Manaya is not going to be there, so you don't have to worry about that. But the storyline is the biggest thing there, and I want to see David Price pitching against the Yankees again, even if it's at Fenway Park. Yeah, well, he yeah, obviously he's not pitching at Yankee Stadium. If I'm saying, I mean, it's Ian, who do you story. want? I'd love to see the Yankees because I want to see that Joe Kelly Aaron Judge match. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Tell it, you mock me about it, John Tomasi. What was the most read thing on our website today? It was Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly against Joe Aaron, Kelly, Judge. Aaron Judge. And maybe the at bat was meaningless, but maybe it maybe wasn't. it wasn't. Who knows? But there was a reason why I surfaced the Joe Kelly versus Aaron Judge. Why everyone was like, "Yeah, that game doesn't matter on Sunday. Who cares?" Well, there were moments that mattered, Ian. There were moments that mattered. <laughs> There's always a moment that right? mattered. Right? Yeah. There was. If you look close enough, you'll always find one. There was the Erod. I thought the Erod thing was notable, and uh, which we're going to get to in a second because it's going to get into playoff roster talk. Um, but, yeah, that, that matchup is the Joe Kelly versus Aaron Judge is a matchup. That would actually matter. And he got him out. He got him out. I didn't realize that Joe Kelly had only given up four home runs this year. That's I didn't either. I did not know that. Oh, you're all welcome for that. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, we, everyone wants the Yankees. I want the A's. Why do you, now? Why do you want the A's? I hate going to New York. I'm sick you of do. going to New York. You'd rather get on a plane. Six and a half hours. <laughs> I kind of would. Oh god. I feel no because thanks. I feel like every time I have to go to Yankee Stadium, it takes six and a half hours. Well, and that's because you drive. I know that, but Don't I'm, drive. I'm, I'm just being take like the train. just like do everything. Yeah, just a, take the train. You want to go there? You want to go all the way to Oakland for one game? If sure, it's just, it's just being games. one game. I don't think you yeah, But understand. if they win, it's just we one game. Here's a little behind the scenes. We did oh, that staying in a $2 million house in Half Moon Bay if they go to Oakland. Rob remembers 2007 when we went all the so way to Anaheim for one game. That's right. So it's not because you don't want to go to game plan. Uh, <laughs> give me the game plan. I said that on the air the other day, in case people don't know. The, that was uh, tremendous. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm getting in the elevator, the workout day. Remember, Schilling was throwing like 85. They had won the first two games against the Angels yeah. in 07, right? And he had that walk-off from game Yeah, two. yeah. So uh, they have the workout day. Schilling does his press conference. I'm getting in the elevator, and he hands me two pieces of paper. 
I was like, what? What is this? I look, and it's like their entire game plan for like his game plan. It was written, like handwritten out. It wasn't, it wasn't like it would be now. It charts and graphs and everything else. It was handwritten game plan. And J.D. Like, Martinez style. It was, so yes. Like it, well, well that was, Schilling was the first guy to do the whole diary thing, right? right? So what did he want you to do with that game plan? I don't know. So I mean I did I I can't remember if I confide in you more than most. Yeah, did yeah. I confide in you that night that yes, I sat yeah. the game plan? You did. And I said, I don't know what to do with this. You told me <laughs> yeah. you called me, I remember did that. Did I? Yeah. I guess I didn't. And you, I, but you, I think you used it like afterwards. Right? I did. Yeah. So what I did was I used it to follow along how he pitched and it was amazing to me at that time. It seems sort of archaic now because I guess this is what everyone does. You know, if if you get to this count, do this. If you get to this count, do this. But everything he did, like okay, uh, Vlad Guerrero, three two count, throw fastball high up, up and away, whatever. Boom, there it was, eighty five miles an hour, strikes him out. So I don't know. It, it was, was Daniel Levangie's scouting report back then. It right? was, and I actually told Levangie that the other day. He didn't confirm or deny it, but. You know, I, I believe that it probably was Dana Levin. Did you save that game plan? No, because I'm dumb. I'm you should have so looked stupid. at the back. It was probably, you know, Supreme Court nominees <laughs> for, for George Bush for the final year. Meet of Brett Bush Kavanaugh at bar. <laughs> Get blackout drunk. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't mind going to Oakland for a day. I don't care because, like I said, I'm, I have a house lined up. Oh, that's right. I yeah, forgot about really that. Yeah, two million dollar, two million dollar house in Half Moon Bay. Uh, I don't have one of those lined up in New York. I have the Meadowlands, uh, whatever. Um, so anyway, so we've got that established. Now the next line of questioning is going to be regarding the postseason roster, and um, I think this is we've been talking about this for a while. So I think we all agree that there's nine. We we know about the whole. Position player, right? Yeah, that's the fourteen are pretty pretty Done, clear there, yeah. right? The only question is, maybe we'll get back to it because I do, I don't want, I want to pay off on the tease about the bullpen, but the uh, where Brock Holt is going to play, we'll yeah. get back to that. Remember so, when Brandon Phillips was going to be oh, like? It was great for two <laughs> days. He had, one, he, had, he had one home run, and everyone had him on you the talk post. About, <laughs> I mean, we were there. It was my birthday, my birthday yeah. week trip to yeah. Atlanta, and. And we were there. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is crazy. This is – that was – you know, Brandon Phillips isn't going to make the postseason roster. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But that was the best game that anyone has played this year. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, the way if he we, scored on that ball. If we want to get, like, superlatives, like, for the year. Most exciting game. Best game of the – yeah, that, he played was the best game of the year. He's yeah. talking about best individual, best performance. individual performance. Mookie hit for the cycle. Now, granted, they lost. Yeah, yeah. Mookie's exactly. game. I don't care. Thank you. I, I would say Mookie's game in New York tonight. They clinched the division. Eh. <laughs> That's why I said most exciting. It's a little bit different. Why? Why is it different? It was exciting. It could be most exciting and best. But it wasn't best. John just said it when he said that Mookie hit for the cycle. I don't know. That's I, yeah, instantly that better. That wasn't a loss, though. I feel, I feel like the Brandon Phillips, it's baseball, like, it's not basketball, the two base running plays, league. the two base running plays he had, he made a, the best defensive play of the game, and then he does the you know, the the wedding proposal home run like we hadn't <laughs> seen since Adrian Beltre, <laughs> which is awesome. Wedding proposal home run. <laughs> right? It was. Yeah. It was yeah. like, so... I am digging in on that was the best play. Uh, that was the best. I think that was their best win of the year for sure. Think so? Because they didn't play their whole team and they still won. Yeah, I guess. That's I mean, they that was three best players. That was won. the closest I've seen Corda crying. Maybe it wasn't. The, the I, I can't remember. There was like the clincher, maybe. 
But there has been a couple times, I feel like that one, well, no, not crying, but that one's, he was speechless to that yeah, one. Remember, yeah. he didn't know what he was talking. He was like, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I, like, I don't blame him. We were just like, just make Brandon Phillips available because we got to do stories on him. <laughs> so, so. I might go with that Yankees finale with the crazy walk-off and, yes. and Chapman and all that stuff. just for To sweep them in four games. Yeah. Sure. Which one was but that? Anyway. The sweep of the Yankees with oh, Chapman oh, with was, the was like a walk-off. Oh, 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 the Mookie, the Mookie fourth inning grand slam. No. No, 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 no. The last game where they got to Chapman in the ninth. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a bunch of errors. Sorry, yeah, I, was, I was watching errors. that from Channel 7. The Mookie, so, grand slam was, <laughs> the Mookie grand slam was against Toronto, by the way. Was it? Yeah, that was a J.A. Happ was with well, Toronto. See, Red Sox historian right here. Seriously. J.Happ. It's one word. J-Hab. You, you got to get, get <laughs> yeah. postseason ready. It's not Blue Jays let's, let's go. or Yankees historian. It's Red Sox historian. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I mean, in fairness, Ian's not great about the future, but he's great about the past. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you said J-Hab. I'm just trying to be honest. Wow. Now you know, like two minutes ago, you could tell me this is what happened. Right. Two minutes from now, you can't tell me what's going to happen. But I'm asking you now what's going to happen. <laughs> Ian drove all the way in here to be insulted. <laughs> what? This is what happens when you step into the torture chamber. This is step into the ring. <laughs> I've had half a beer. Um, uh, Ian, you have nine guys locked in bullpen. Nine guys. Nine guys locked into the bullpen or not into the the pitching room. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You agree yeah. with that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right, two so. guys. So the last two are going to be Kelly and uh, Pointer. Okay, Kelly Pointer. Nick, Whoa. tell us who the first nine are. Just so Pointer I can get my for head sure. around that. Well, you know the you know the four starters. The four starters. Then, then Kimbrel. Then Kimbrel. Then uh, Frazier, Barnes, Wright, and uh, Rodriguez. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right, Nick. Go. I would say Pointer, and I would rather have Workman, but it's going to be Kelly. Okay, John, go. I guess I'll be different, and I'll say Kelly and Workman. <laughs> all right, well, I'll be different than all of you, and I'll say uh, Kelly and Hembry, which I which what, she, no, what, How do you justify Hembry? Hembry? Yeah, well, because he's because he's pitched a little bit better lately. Yes. He strikes out guys, and um, yeah, I, I I had Workman, but he yeah, the the, the, no the other day because I don't. <laughs> And I don't know if it matters. The last couple of times he's given up home runs, and and I don't know if they think they need a lefty. Yeah, he's made that clear. He doesn't think he needs. Yeah, a lefty. well, and Henry, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't know if Pointer's a guy who typically is like say, okay, here comes a lefty. You're absolutely going to get this lefty out. And Henry's a guy who Could you can't make a case against lefties too because of his slider. I remember talking to uh, what was it uh, Bannister about that well, earlier Wor- in the year. Workman and Henry actually have been good against lefties. What about uh, Brian Johnson? Over Dark him. horse oh, over a pointer because you figure he could he could pitch long relief or short relief. I, it's true. Yeah, I mean, like, does the, the pointer thing make you uneasy at all? Yeah. What I mean, what a messed up season. So the guy is sort of like, oh, that feel good story of spring training. He ends up in the roster early in the year. He disappears for about four months. No, no, he was. I documented. He was called up six times. Yeah, and then and he the, was on the DL once. Yeah, and at the end, suddenly he's back and talk to make the the playoff roster. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. It's because I mean, it's I don't know if you I don't know if you're familiar with Ryan Brazier's story, but you can listen to episode ninety three <laughs> if you want. Yeah, I am uh, ninety two. I'm well. Was it? Oh, no, I'm sorry, ninety two. Well, you can listen to this episode ninety three. This is too. the uh, Richard Seymour edition. Today, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. That's right. That's correct. You're very good at numbers as well. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so yes, pointer. 
So where were you? I can't remember. Uh, I said Workman and Kelly. Kelly. So we all think Kelly's going to make it. I'm yeah, on the I, fence. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally on the fence. Uh, Alex, we can't really really mention. We should. What did, why did, what did Alex say? Yes, Alex was like so like definitive and like having no margin for error that Kelly's on the roster. No he hasn't what. allowed a run the last two postseasons, right? I mean, yes, one uh, run or yes, whatever, he, one or zero. In Cleveland, he was really, really good. Like yeah. I think he pitched th- all three games, and uh, he was really good. I don't know if you knew this. He dominated Mike Napoli, and um, and then last last year, I think he gave up some hits, but he didn't give up a run, but. It's it's weird because you have that game in Cleveland a few weeks ago, and it was like, oh my good, that he's he's that's awesome. It's, you strike out Josh Donaldson and Yonder Alonso mm-hmm. with the bases loaded and or two guys on and nobody out, and then you get the last out and you're using changeups and curveballs and blowing Donaldson away with fastballs, and the next time out you walk a couple guys and you give up base runners, and then as we the aforementioned Aaron Judge at bat. Which everyone will, I read all about it will, today. Did, so when you read that, so in case people didn't read it, I just cited impossible. The, by the impo- way, I mean, judging by the page views and lining that up with the New England population, I believe almost everybody <laughs> read it. Um, but so, did you actually read it? I read some. I glazed over. Right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, the point was, is that one of the guys. When it comes to those guys. It's matchups, right? Like Kimball yeah. is who he is. The starters are who they are. Yeah, Kelly can bring him in. Rodriguez, yeah, like, yeah. It's like these last guys are going to be. Can you get this guy out? And, and, and you know how they like to pitch Stanton and Judge is like fastballs up, and right. Kelly's now, what are, one of the guys who has that. Kelly's done well against Judge, not just that at bat, but uh, he's uh, yeah, I forget what he is. He's he's, he's pretty good against. Him. Yeah, remember he threw that hundred and was it yeah and three miles an hour last year. Yeah, but he last but when he gets a double play on Sunday, it was he gets down two zero and he gets down three one. He comes back with a uh, a change up, a couple change ups and a curveball, and uh, that's. Like, that's the good Joe Kelly. That's like, how does this, anyone hit this guy? But I come back to, and I'll give Avendrella credit for this when he said it on the radio. He doesn't write anymore. But when he <laughs> said it on the radio, he said, like, he doesn't give up home runs. And I got to think against the Yankees, because that's the thing. If that's the Yankees are going to beat him, beat the Red Sox, that's how they're going to beat the Red Sox, right? Yeah, and I'll, I'll go back to, if we go back 15 years, to that 03 postseason where their bullpen was a disaster all year. Yeah. And then you get into the postseason, and Embry and Timlin and Williamson, I think, gave up one run I in stole 20 that innings. the other day, I think. Good. But, but it was the You're fifth welcome. inning, so no one listened. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here to serve. But the idea being that you had guys with track records who finally lived up to their track records when it mattered. On this bullpen, if I'm betting on something, do I bet on recent performance in games that don't really matter? Or do I bet on track record when I'm at the back so, of the bullpen? I'm going on track record. At least Kelly has one. So Kelly said... In the quote I had, I gotta look it up now. But uh, when I talked to him on Sunday after the game, he's like, "I always have come through in the big moments." And you know, listen, that's not exactly true, <laughs> but there are some moments like the like you said, the playoffs. He came through, and going back to when he started, you remember he started against the Red Ian. You're gonna have to because you're the guy to remember this. Yeah. What did he do? He started like game four, game three. Game three, game three of two thousand three, uh, two thousand thirteen World Series. Yeah, he had a pretty good start. He pitched decently, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I say, I've what do he say? Is it something I've done before? It's not like it's going to be new. I feel like I'm in, 
like in the big pressure situations, I end up coming through. It's something I feel like I thrive on. I feel like I'm throwing the ball good. No, you're not. That's the kind of guy. You, that's the kind of guy you want to have in the playoffs, though. A guy who's confident they can do it. Where some of these guys are going to go out there with no track record of coming through in big games, and they're, they're not. Gonna well, work. the Brazier thing, right? I mean, this yeah, is, he scares me a little bit because he gave up the home run in New York. Just because he's never like, what's the biggest moment he's had in his career, even oh, this season? I, we know. <laughs> I mean, we, that's documented. It's in I mean, Baltimore in early August. No, no, no. It's <laughs> in high school. Oh, no, no, <laughs> it's no. No, he said the Baltimore, the Baltimore uh, in front of 10,000 fans in Baltimore. I mean, let's but, face it. This team didn't face true pressure all year. I mean, they were they they had a big lead though the entire stretch run. So we don't know, you know, how how these guys are going to handle it when the when Nick. The who do you think is? Uh, who, do you have confidence well, in Brazier or anybody? I have confidence in Brazier, but you real have, quick, I'll, Kelly. Go to your notes. I'm looking at the, the stats you guys are talking about. I know. I appreciate confirm. you looking at Aaron up. Judge is uh, 3 for 10 against Kelly this year. Yes. Uh, two three RBI. strikeouts. And then, what was that? Three strikeouts. Three strikeouts. And then Kelly in that game against the Red Sox in 13, five in the third innings with two earned runs. Well, that's pretty close. That was like, no, you're good. Said, so it wasn't bad. Um, but I actually am confident in Brazier. The rest of the bullpen, though, uh, Wright's the only other guy I'm confident in besides really? Craig Kimbrell, yeah. So Kimbrell, Wright, Wright, not Brazier, not Barnes. No, no, Brazier, yes. I'm confident oh, Brazier, Brazier yeah. and Wright in, com- Kelly, in Kimbrell. Hey, Barnes. What about Rod- good on Sunday. What about Rodriguez? Are you confident in him? Uh, Here's where I'm confident in Rodriguez. Three out of four so far. Here's where right. I'm confident in Rodriguez against Chris Davis. <laughs> Which Chris Davis? <laughs> yeah, I know, the one who hit one. Chris Davis. Chris Davis, K. K. Davis. H. R. I. S. Davis. Rob, Rob was looking at my MVP ballot the other day. Seven. He, he told me I had it spelled wrong. Oh, four. Oh, <laughs> you did. Why, was I wrong? No, you Why you'd be embarrassed in front of the national uh, viewing audience. Um, Chris Davis against Erod. 0 oh, for 12, seven strikeouts. Is that insane? And by the end of a series, and it, by the it, way, it he will no longer be 0 homers. for 12. He will be 1 for 13 with probably a home run because I told Eduardo Rodriguez that fact. Can't Why would that. you tell him yeah, that? Yeah, now it's in his head. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Play for the team. I know you don't play for the team, but why would? But that's just a a dick move. Like you. What do you mean? Me? You don't tell a guy his stats. You ask him first. Do you like to know about your stats? Just Let's go around the room. Thing. John, do you have a problem with me telling him his stats? Ian? No, no, no. What are you, what are you, you talking about? So you guys about? are all dicks then. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, you just don't do that. This like, a, this I play a, with this guys. This is a former pitcher talking. Yeah, that's the former pitcher. When the Northwestern media came up to you and said, hey, hey, Nick, you own this guy. You own this guy. For I, 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 no, I do with my teammates. I you know your stats. players do not don't like stats. it. I don't care. I mean, that's not my – it's like saying someone has a no-hitter. I'm going to say he has a no-hitter. It's not my responsibility. Yeah, but he doesn't know that you said that. That's different. That's just superstitious. He already knows it. Yeah, so I'm saying that's different. He doesn't know his stats. Some guys he legitimately knows don't his stats. Look, no, he doesn't. Because he laughed, he laughed, and then he said, "Don't say that." And he laughed and walked away. He laughed because he's like, it's a nervous laugh, Rob. It's not because he knows. Why oh, does he know Chris? His, all right. Yeah, because you know what? At home, he has blame it on his me. on his wall. I am blame doing me. this well against Chris Davis. Blame blame me when when I'm when every when they're losing. Chris Davis in 40 home runs against Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay. My point is, it's much like when Joe Kelly when they played Cleveland. He was like, Mike Napoli was 0 for 5 with 4 strikeouts against him. Guess what happened? After I told Joe Kelly he was he 0 for 5 with 4 strikeouts, right? he, struck he struck him out. Guess what happened? Kelly's a roll of dice. He here, has no idea what, here, what the hell guess is going what, on Guess there. what happened on Sunday? What? Literally, the day before the game, I said, you know who you're good against? Brett Gardner. You're like, it was, you're 0 for, he's like 0 for 9 with 6 strikeouts against him. You know what happened? 
He struck him out again. Oh, did he? Oh, that's yes. great. You Joe Kelly Ro- has no idea what the heck's going on out there. He said it before. Yeah, he has no Ron, idea where the ball's going. You think going. Rodriguez has any idea like what he's done? Yes, he does. Guys? I think he is a lot softer than Joe Kelly. All right, so this brings us, it's a good segue to Eduardo Rodriguez. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you added something. Uh, so Eduardo Rodriguez was, was to me, this talk about, I talked to him the other day, and I'm like, and I'm like I feel like this is after a relief outing. I'm like, I feel like you're going to be, this is when I told him, he owned Chris Davis, that you're going to be a guy, that you're actually going to be an important guy. He's like, yeah, well, yeah, I feel good in the bullpen, blah, blah, blah. And then that day, was it Saturday, he Saturday. goes out. And he was awful. Three runs, four hits, two innings, two walks. Bunch of lefties getting hits. Yeah, and when we talk, when we when we talk, when we talk about the job that Cora did, I mean that what Cora did that day, that clinched my manager of the year vote. Right? I mean, you're not you're not allowed to say who you're going to vote for. I know, for. but if I let's say let's say I, you've I already voted. been kicked out of the BVWA <laughs> once, yeah. we'll do it again. <laughs> I'm a rebel. Um, I who knows? Maybe I voted for him. Maybe I didn't. But that was that was something that let's be honest. I don't think the previous managers would do. I don't think a lot of managers would do. You're talking about leading into the postseason. Most managers are going to err on the side of making guy feel good. And he said basically like you sucked. <laughs> yeah, he was. And he, he was, made him pitch the next day. Yeah, he was. He was obviously upset with his not only his uh, the way he was executing, but his mental focus. I mean, he just didn't think he was. Did, yeah, did I? So I noticed that. I don't know why I was paying attention to that point, but there was like they're throwing the ball around. He seemed really loose on the mound. Yeah, and, I just don't think he was. I think he was just too loosey goosey. It was just like, ah, oh, this game doesn't mean anything. And Cora was pissed. Yeah, Cora was like, we, we're counting on you. We need. And he get said, and he right said now. after the uh, well, then he goes out and he pitches the inning, which he. We can agree he would never have pitched that inning, right? No. Yeah. And he says after that game that he talked to him that night and said, hey, get your shit together, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things we like about Cora. This is like Barstool, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I thought we could swear on here, Robert. No, we can, but I'm like... Like we're in the main studio. We're oh, in yeah. the, the main studio. It's unheard of. <laughs> no, but just the idea that Cora, you know, we've asked for years, oh well a manager just tell it like it is, and if a guy sucks, tell us he sucks. And Cora seems to take that every once in a while, and clearly there's a purpose behind it. He will take it one step farther than you're expecting, you know, and, and Erod was a perfect example. Like, what did he call the ball that I think it was Gregorius said he was like it was a missile? Like it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just that he gave up the hit. It was that he gave up a missile, you know? And, and so there was a reason for him to call him out like that. And it, you know, it see it seemed like it, the message got through the next day. Oh, he was totally, his demeanor was different. I mean, he strikes out two guys and this is, and I think that the reason he did that, I think one of the reasons he was so upset was because I do think that he is a huge, like he's not saying this is our blueprint for the postseason, but I think he is a huge part of whatever they're going to do, right? He has to be. Right, well, mm-hmm. he, he's like the Andrew Miller, David Price. You know, Felix was, Dubron. Yeah, Felix 2013. Dubron. Thank, thank you. I know, I know. Wow. I, I hear you. No, but you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. So, But who was the guy in Houston who did it last year, Who the starter that ended up being key in the relief? McCullers. Charlie Morton? McCullers. No, it was McCullers. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there yeah. was someone, right? There's like McCullers. 20 innings. There's, there, there's usually a guy like yeah. that, and I feel like they're saying that's the guy, even though he might start. Well, it could be more. Stephen Wright, too. I mean, he could. Yeah, he maybe. He seems like the guy who will. He's not going to blow people away, but you could see him well, pitching yeah, every well, game. Let's say of that the like postseason. what is one guy on game one and one game, guy in game two, but clearly he's important. That's one of the reasons I think Core was so pissed because he's like, I've been setting this whole thing up. Don't screw it up now. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, I love what he did. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Ian Brown seal of approval. And Dubron is not a bad. Like, oh, if, no. If I, that's the ceiling, like we you, go, you will take that. We go back. What he did in 2013. Oh, so what was it? What was it, Ian? Dubron in 13? Yeah. I don't think he gave up any runs the whole One run. Seven innings, one, one run. But that's it was it. like he had one game in particular. He, uh, a game in Detroit. It was game, uh, I think it was game f- five in Detroit. Game four. Well, no, wait. They lost that game. Uh, game two, he pitched a scoreless inning. He had two big outings in the World Series, yeah. multi-inning outings. Okay, yeah. So, But he was sort of, and I remember surfacing Dubron, and I don't know if it was you, Ian, who said this the other day when Cora did this, rip, rip, D, uh, rip D-Rod, but he said this is the second time he's done it. He did it back in Baltimore, in Baltimore, yeah. where he basically said, you know, and I looked up those that Baltimore game was in early June, and he was actually, his numbers are okay, but he took 109 pitches to get through just over pain, five innings. Painful, yeah. And and Core after the game, he's like... He was ripping his pitch mix, right? Wasn't that uh, the whole no, thing? No, he was just ripping. He's like, he's going to... This is ridiculous. You, I mean, you got to get you got to get deeper in the games. Yeah. And he was, that was as much as... And he, he's called out a pitcher to that point, I think. And it was... Uh, I think that he understands the personality of this guy, right? That's yeah, I mean, that's the one. That's, that's the, he understands the personality of all these guys. He knows how to get through to each one of these guys. I guess, except for maybe Kimbrel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a story well, unto itself. Yeah. Like, so how okay. is that going to unfold? So all right, yeah, I will go around the room. Craig Kimbrel, what's going to happen? He is going to be asked to pitch a multi. I'm, I'm not going. In. <laughs> he'll say no. No, I mean he's going to do it, and we'll see how he does. I'm not confident in him going in an inning and two thirds. He's not going to be Keith Folk in all four, you know. Well, uh, what's his name? And they might Hater. need him to be Hater, there. two innings, right? No, yeah, yeah two innings today, exactly. Yeah, Nick, I, I, total confidence in Kimbrel right now. No, I, I know you. Have, what's, but what's he going to do? He's total confidence, meaning he's going to be fine. He's going to do everything he's asked of, he's asked of, and he's going to succeed every single time. <laughs> Wow. Yep, I believe in him 100%. What are you writing the Craig Kimbrell book? <laughs> What's going on? I, well, I believe in Craig Kimbrell. He's been the best closer in all of baseball over the past however many years. That's that game against Houston last year that doesn't still bother yeah. you? Nope, it doesn't bother me at all. It was Get last fight, year. It means Go. nothing. We need a good fight now. Uh, I would have liked to. <laughs> what was that? I think we need you guys to fight. Uh, this, be, this is a part of the podcast where you fight. Oh, okay. I just would have liked to have seen him get a little bit more of a ramp up if he's going to be doing these four, five, six out. Saves or whatever, I would have liked to have seen him ramp up to that, which I think Alex Cora wanted to do, and I don't think that Kimbrell okay, wanted to do so, it. Okay, so after the game on Sunday, the last game, he he's asked that. like we, It was a legitimate question and said, hey, you know what? You said this was going to happen. It never did. And, and Cora said we didn't have the opportunity to do it, which – you know, that's the Terry Franco. Why right. yeah. I mean, it was spring training at that point. Why no, I, well, Sunday was actually the absolute perfect opportunity to do it, right? I mean, yeah, you're up yeah. eight runs. You're not playing yeah, against Drew, Drew, Drew Pomerantz is pitching the eighth inning instead of Craig Kimbrell. And I actually thought there might be a chance because he had only pitched once since September 21st. I'm like, this is how... This is what they're thinking. This is where they're going to drop Kimbrell in for this two-inning outing on the last day of the year. But you know what I think is going to happen? I think he's still going to do that. But I think it's going to be like Tito did with Andrew Miller, which is like remember when Andrew Miller, they did that whole thing yeah, against the Red Sox? Game one, yep. fifth inning. Right. And, and the Red Sox, ask anybody in the Red Sox, dugout or bullpen, they're like, holy shit, what's going on? They had no – that was not – 
a semblance of their scouting report that that was going to happen. Yeah, but that that's a bad scouting report because they in, the Indians had no pitchers at that point. They're starting know, but, Trevor Bauer. I mean, they had the, like two starters. So the Josh idea Tom, that they were going to turn every game into a, a bad scouting report. No, what I'm saying it's is the idea job. that they were going to turn every game into a bullpen game. We knew that going not in. Not to that extent. Not to no. No, that, no, that was no. You're, that's revisionist history. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, that's that, revisionist. Who had done okay, that we were we were Getting surprised. We were surprised <laughs> that they <laughs> went that early. Yeah, but he figured maybe seventh. The idea that Miller was going to pitch two or three innings. Oh no, 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 no. But that early. But what was it in the fifth inning? Though? No, the fifth was early, but I'm just saying that's the, the, it was the idea that they were that they were going to turn the games over to their bullpen. We knew that going into the series, right? But so the the narrative when the Red Sox went into that series, even though it was in Cleveland, the Red Sox, I think around here, people thought everyone they, thought they were, they were going to win, right? Remember the because Indians, the Cleveland didn't have any starters. Yeah, the yeah. Indians writer said he would jump in the lake if they uh, if the yeah. Indians won that yes. series. Yeah, right. And he did. So <laughs> Kluber was hurt. Did he jump in the lake. He did, yeah. Kluber okay. was hurt. He started game two, is that right? Kluber started yeah. game two, yeah. Yeah. And Bauer, like, cut up his hand, so. Yeah, and, and he, I mean, Tomlin is going to game three, but I think Tomlin started game three. Yeah. And so you you had, who was it? You had, uh, did uh, Porcello or Price pitch the first game? Porcello. 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 Porcello pitched the first game. Price pitches the second game. But these both are guys that had decent years. Um, certainly, like Porcello won the Cy Young. Yeah. His teeth kicked in. Yeah, worst start, worst start of that whole year. But you line it up, you say, and this is where this is where the whole world of the playoffs changed. And not only because Andrew Miller did it, was because people. When we go into these series, you can't just say, "Oh, you have the better starting pitching." It doesn't work that way. Like if if that was the case, Oakland would have zero chance. Right, but they have the best bullpen right uh. now. So you think that Kimbrell's going to come into a game in like the fifth or sixth inning? No, no, and he doesn't need. To. No, but I think that that's why Miller did it. Don't for the you Indians. think that there's a possibility that he could come in for two innings, like like Hader did against oh, yeah. the Cubs? Why Absolutely. do you guys think that he he doesn't want to do it? It's one thing whether or not he can or because, can't do it. Why does he not want to do it? Because they, he's not comfortable. It's not he's his routine. Stubborn. He's yeah. very routine oriented. I mean, look. No, I understand they said, that. Cora said throughout the entire winter. Throughout the entire spring, they're going to use him differently this year. And obviously, he had the weird spring training because of his daughter, and nobody wished that on him. Of course. But then it's just he never used him differently. It was the ninth inning pretty much the so whole year. So what was the big problem with the eighth inning this year? Like the eighth inning in general with the bullpen. You didn't have anybody you could turn to consistently, right? Right. Yeah, you would just have guys guy. for little stretches. Exactly. So going into the postseason, do you want to rely on Craig Kimbrell to pitch the eighth and ninth inning Every single time that you have a, a save type situation, you have a tight game. No. no, you need to figure out who your eighth inning guy is. So why would you first try and figure out Kimbrell in the eighth and ninth, and not try and figure out who well, your eighth inning guy is? It, the whole thing the is problem. bizarre because, as um, as Craig Kimbrell said in episode seventy three of the Bradford Show, <laughs> um, the uh, yes, episode seventy three. That is correct. The, totally uh, the he said he's yes, just off the top of my head. <laughs> he said um, he said that basically when that was brought up. Said, hey, you know, listen, I'm not pitch. I'm not coming in the seventh. He said, like definitively. I mean, this is I don't know. I forget it was in May or something. But I'm not. I'm not coming in the seventh. And if I come in the eighth, I'm finishing the ninth because there was that perception of you get the high leverage in the yeah, seventh yeah. and the eighth, and maybe someone else closes in the ninth. And then, then all we have to go by is at the All Star game. He said. We've been saving our bullets. We're going to approach it definitely in the second half. We've talked. I've had the talk with Alex. We're going to approach it differently. Really not that different. A couple times here and there, but that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cora, when was that? A couple of weeks ago, saying on the radio, on WEI, that 
hey, you know what? Now we're going to start doing things different with Kimbrel. That and I remember going. To, it was at Yankee Stadium because yeah, exactly. I went up to Kimbrel when he was coming off the field. Hey, Cora said this on the the radio, and he, his comment was, "We'll talk about it as it happens." Right. Yeah, but you know what? The other thing you have to factor into this a little bit is Kimbrel's struggles all year. Like it's all relative because it's him, but he was never fully locked in. Like last year, he was pretty unhittable. good in September, though. He was unhittable from well, but when we're talking yeah, but he had about that crazy when we're when we're talking about the idea of oh, at some point in the season, Cora talked about it early. He talked about it again at the All Star break. You never had Kimbrel so dialed in that you felt like you could you know, disrupt a routine. You know what I mean? Like, he, they had to worry about making sure true. he was right for the No, night. it is true. Like, and even when he came in, it wasn't that good. I, like, I remember, like, the eighth inning last year, he was really good when he came in, right? Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very but this good. year, there wasn't that feeling of, oh, here comes Craig Kimbrell. He's going he's gonna to shut the door down in the eighth, and the game's going to be over. Yeah, I mean, he was like otherworldly last season. But you know that if we talk and we talk about that last game or that last weekend of things that mattered, Erod mattered. I don't, Joe Kelly versus Aaron Judge obviously mattered. But Kimball, that last outing, honestly, that was the that was the, one of the best outings that I've seen him have. Like, coming off one that was abysmal, right? Like, you know, right. Like right before, and, but it was yeah. like there was con- more conviction. In in that that outing, then I can remember him seeing. You know, you always get him. He's yanking the fastball, and he's oh, the worst. Not yanking his curve, his breaking ball too. But yeah. here's the other thing, too, guys. Going back to the seventh eighth inning thing, Rob. If Kimbrel goes and throws the seventh and eighth inning, or if he you know goes and pulls an Andrew Miller, John, who are you guys put, you know putting out there in the ninth inning? Durbin Feldman. Okay, exactly. That's <laughs> that's my point because you have no one else. I trust not one of these guys on here to pitch yeah, in the ninth. You know what though? I don't look at Kimbrel as oh he'll come in and get the three outs in the eighth. It's like you'll come in with one or two outs in the eighth and you will finish the game. Like, but if he comes in, in the seventh, like, like Rob brought up, I mean he's he's not going to. They're go not going to do that. No, I mean, they're, they're not. not he can't do, do that. that. Like physically, yeah. I don't think he can actually handle it. Like, Tori would always go to Rivera for the four and five out saves throughout the throughout the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's exactly how I see Kimbrel. Like you'll use him like that. Yeah, I, I just accept. That's I, I, the best I honestly you're get. think that like they feel like this is sort of their secret, and it's not a secret because we're talking about it. But don't you feel like there, there is going to be things that Core is going to do that we aren't? Yeah, maybe that's why that they, he hasn't done in the regular season. Maybe that's why they babied him so much the last maybe. couple of weeks, is because they're, they're they want him to be as strong as Absolutely. possible. Yeah, I think so. Can you believe he had more saves this year than last year? I mean, no. he, felt, he was so much better. He had well, they won 108 years. games. Well, that's you know, true, I mean, But he so. had 42 saves this year and then 35 last year. I mean, you, you blew, guys, way better. You, you guys blew one him? more game last you guys, year. Do you, guys, do you guys sign him? Make an attempt to sign him? No. Okay. Oh, God, no. Ian? No, just because of what the cost is going to be. Yeah, I agree. Here's what I do. I already wrote what I was going to do. Sign Joe Kelly to be the Nathan Evaldi. What do you do? So I surfaced the Nathan Evaldi, four years, $10 million a year. You can and try him out as closer. It doesn't work out. There you go. Everyone wins. He gets he gets a bigger contract than he probably would otherwise, and you might have a closer. Your company's not going to need a third Tommy John. No. Sure. <laughs> but, but Ryan Brazier's going to be sitting there. I, I, I mean, go, I and, and, and then you go sign Zach Britton. Because I think that you could might Zach Britton is he's not he's a little wild right now, but you get a year away from his injury. There I don't you go. think you need to spend ten million dollars on a closer. No, but, you got you know. no, but, go no, him. but he he's he may, either he's a really good closer or an okay starter or he's or mediocre at all of the above. I don't trust Brazier right now as a closer, but if you give him a year to get used to it, 
Well, he's, he's been a closer like his whole life. I understand. Well, the major league level has he robbed all forty-two <laughs> years. It's a little of different, his life. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, he only looks forty-two. Uh, yes. Well, if he, he's forty-two, then Gordon needs is like seventy-eight. We have we can we do a Zaba search on Gordon, please, before, before the end of the year? Uh, uh, yeah. So. All right, well, so right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record and just guess that Gordon is 58. 64 That's, years I'm old. I'm saying 58. I'm going oh, with that wow. as well. 64 years old, oh. according to well, he looks good then. Wikipedia. So you're, yeah. it was a it was a it's a tie. Oh, and his birthday it was just actually his it's, you Happy lose. Birthday, He's closer to 67 than he oh, was so 60. Maybe, maybe yeah. he get this job with like the next 10 years Ooh, or so. What did I, Ian, I like that. Yeah, you, you absolutely have to do that. I thought job. he was like 58. Yeah, it was close. I am going to surface that and make Gordon's. Supremely insecure. Either Ian Brown's going for his job. Actually, I know who really wants that job, but I, I'll, have to tell, I'll have to tell you off the air. <laughs> like who's wow. at, at minute forty of the Brad, Brad, episode ninety three? <laughs> we gotta take that off the record. <laughs> All right, stop tape. Stop so tape. yeah, so we we got. I think we've gotten through the bullpen. Um, who's uh, in the starters? Starter for Game Four, and it's got a, is Eovaldi against the Yankees and Rodriguez. I against think the so, A's. right? Rodriguez is really good at Oakland. Yeah, he almost had that no hitter there two, yes. two years ago. And then the other time he pitched like eight innings, he was really good. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that's a fluke. Pitcher neck is that a fluke? You know, pitching. No, I don't think it was a fluke at all. all right. But Erod, I mean, there's a reason that they had him. You know, was four relief appearances. There's a reason it's, why it's not. It's because they think they're going to face the Yankees. Yeah, but you don't just go and turn a guy into a reliever like that down the down the stretch. That early, I mean, yeah. with the weird, they tried it early because they thought. Well, that, he was that the was option. a weird thing. Is that even they surfaced that he might start again? Because I thought they had gone so far down the road of, of oh, you're a reliever that you couldn't come back from it. They think they could. Well, we'll see. Just because they say that, Rob, doesn't mean that they actually. No, but it. I, well, they, it's actually the telling the truth. Why, what's the? I mean, that's like who cares? Like they can say. Well, the, why one of these guys not announced who they're starting in game one? Because, because they don't want other people to know. This is game four. It's not game one. I understand that, but still, they don't want other no. people to know. The uh, and as Erod told me after I told him that Chris he owned Chris Davis. Actually, before I told him he owned Chris Davis. Did he was, say which Chris Davis? He, maybe <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook. But he uh, he did say he's like, listen, everyone was saying how good I was at Yankee Stadium earlier in the year, and you remember. The game at Yankee Stadium early in the year, he had a no hitter like into the fifth inning. Now he had thrown like three hundred pitches, yeah. but he, I feel like he's thrown there twice since then, though, where he wasn't very good at all. Yeah, the last time certainly. So, well, I think we're all in agreement with that. So we. Well, got to- I, I would. I mean, if if you're committing to Erod as a reliever, I would just say he's a reliever, and I wouldn't start going back and forth. I mean, Oakland hits lefties the same as righties, so I don't think that matters. I'm not going to put too much weight into two starts against a totally different roster. I mean, that's a big ballpark, but the A's have sort of figured out how to hit home runs there. I'd leave Erod as a reliever just right through. Maybe Cora's already decided that, but it seems like he's been hedging about it. You know, like when I asked him the other day what the rotation was for the playoffs, he said, you know, Sale game one, Price game two, Porcello game three, and then we'll see. Yeah. You know, why not just commit to that? Well, they don't know if they're going to pitch to have a game for. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's he's, true. He, 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 does, he doesn't want them thinking that they're not going to sweep. He, he's banking on a sweep. Um, so you have also uh, – so we went through the pitching staff. We think Joe Kelly's probably going to be on it. And then I think you guys think Bobby Pointer or whatever. Maybe. I'm not totally It shouldn't so, be Kelly, I, but it will be Kelly. I, I just want that for the record. Oh, okay. I could totally make a case. Hold for on. It. Let me type it. 
There, saved. Good I'm like the, I'm the third one to say for the record here tonight, and you're going to give me shit about it over Ooh. each other too. Okay. Who? Who else has said for the record? Ian has said it twice, and John has said it at least once. Okay. What's that? Did I? For the, for for the, the record. record? Maybe you didn't say John. Did you but fight with him? him for the record. It's not. I'm not mad at Ian. I'm mad at you. But whatever. All right, Brian. Brian Johnson, though I I I, I can you, talk myself. He's a dark into that. horse. Mm-hmm. I can he talk played myself more of a role during the season than Pointer. You know, that's the other thing. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they feel like Pointer has more. I don't know, upside stupid in like a five-game <laughs> series. Like, Pointer would be the guy. If they have a 20-game series, is more up, up, upside. I'd yeah. rather see Johnson and Pointer than Pointer and Kelly. Because if things go wrong in you know, a game, you have Johnson the one, there to the, kind of clean the it up. The one thing about Johnson is that I do feel like he's not afraid to attack hitters. Like he's mm-hmm. he's For a guy who throws an 88-mile-an-hour fastball, he's not afraid. But he can also clean up a mess, too. Like He can just wear it if you need that. He can be effective in a tight situation. He can go long in extra innings, or if you know, let's say you're talking Porcello me into Brian Johnson being he's a the competitor other guy. too, man. He's not one of those that's guys. Right, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not one of those guys going to sort of shy away from them. He might not have the best stuff. But I'm all gonna, in. All right, Joe yeah. Kelly, Brian Johnson. <laughs> I'd rather see Pointer or Johnson. Okay, um, so you have so we have the pitching set, and so we, as we said, they're taking three catchers. Ian, you asked Core the question the other day: What are you going to do with the catcher catching situation? And he said on the radio, he'd said the thing about um, he's, he dropped the, well, you know, they talk about the opener for the pitchers. Yeah. And maybe he didn't give me that good an answer. Yeah. No, but we, tomorrow, or what, what, what's today? Tuesday, when we meet with him, that's, I'm going to ask him that. All right. I'm going to ask him, I'm going to say, so could you foresee a situation like the opener as your catcher? And because he already said on the radio, he'll have to say it again. And uh, and so what he's talking about, of course, is starting San Leone and then doing what he did the other day was pinch yeah. hitting for him in fifth, which is what he should do. San Leone has to start these games. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you saw him do that uh, a couple weeks back. He hit he, that game when Brock Holt had one of his right. many big well, hits. Well, even a couple weeks he, back. He, yeah, he, and he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it for him that like was the, the fifth week inning. before. That right. was the fifth inning. Right. The, and like, there was a big moment about the week before, exact same situation, and he didn't do it, and it cost them. And then you're right. And he actually cited that on the radio. Good, good job of remembering that. Um, but yeah, we do. We agree that Sandy Loan should start these games, all yeah. three of them. Uh, definitely the games with Sale because obviously Sale is so. Well, Price has been he's been as important to Price maybe even more than Sale. Yeah. Right? If he has two on, hits in the last lot. month. That's astounding. I know. Right? So it's like batting two a pitcher. It's like hits. you have a pitcher hitting in the catcher spot. Yeah, so, a bad. Pitcher. But he's a good bunter. So you need, like, if other guys aren't hitting, it's going to be tough having Leon down at the bottom of the order. So you don't think he should? But we, I mean, we've seen it this year when it looked like well, the, Cora was going to maybe give a different catcher a different try with a guy. That is a demerit for Cora, like how he handled Swihart this year. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, you say, do I, I don't, they don't have a better option. I mean, Vasquez and Swihart haven't really Can I give either. you no. So I, I was going to give you some of these stats at the end of the podcast, but one of these ones, because I was looking through the year-end stats, so I was looking up pop time. Baseball Savant has best yeah. pop time. Really? Yeah, so Swihart and Leon are tied for, for pop time, which is 1.97. Vasquez is way down at 2.06. I wow. mean, who would have ever thought? And they used to always talk Swihart, about his pop right. time. Who would have ever thought that Blake Swihart would be significantly better than Christian And Vasquez? it's not just the numbers because you watch it. Swihart's got a hose. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, this like, is this is even talking. Yeah, this is like the whole deal. Like, yeah. getting. I think Veritek's done a hell of a job with uh, Swihart this year. Looks <laughs> 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 like Gary Tuck is the best catching, <laughs> catching instructor in the world. How do we uh, know? I think Veritek's gotten through to Swihart. You can just tell. Well, he's. I mean, don't you guys think that like Swihart, this is the one 
The, 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 the only one and only demerit yeah. for Cora. I would like yes. to see him get more at bats because then he'd be in a better groove. He's an everyday catcher. He's a pretty good hitter. I think he's an everyday catcher. He is, he? but I understand why he stuck with Leon so much. Oh no, but he, but yeah. that's not my issue, Nick. Yeah. My issue is like him sticking with Vasquez, even when okay. Vasquez came back and he said. He basically insinuated Swihart had leapfrogged Vasquez on the, the depth chart, yeah. and then that lasted like a couple uh, days. I think Evan asked one of the better questions of the season when he said to, he said to, to Corey, he said, what, do, what does Vasquez give you that Swihart doesn't? And Cora, like could not answer the question. He like kind of hemmed and hawed, but he, he didn't have an answer for him. It's weird because there isn't. I mean, there isn't. If you, like, we're talking pop time and – he clearly isn't as good as offense. You know what he has? He has a contract. That's that, that's the only thing he has. That's why yeah. I'd like a take back on that one. Yeah. Well, and so get traded. So, well, who well, could be his receiving in his pitch selection too? Those are the other things. I don't. No, I don't. I don't think they're good. You think you don't think Vasquez? I, I don't think Vasquez. Is is, no. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. That's been his thing from day one. No, it yeah, was. but can, it was amazing. It went away. Yeah, when He's declining is what Rob when saying. he struggled under. No, I'm just talking about the people who like pitched to him. Yeah. I was going to say the oh. same thing. People who would have more of a clue than us were down on his game call. The other day, like, Cora went out of his way to praise Vasquez. Like, oh, he ca- he caught a really good game. I forget which game it was, but it was like he was going out of his way to, like, try to give him some some confidence or some positive reinforcement or something. So does he – does, Vas- anybody- does Vasquez get a start? No. No. No, what's the point? Okay. Yeah. I mean, has, has anybody said that Vasquez – I mean, that Swihart's receiving is superior to Vasquez's? I don't know. I don't no. know about his receiving. No, that no, seems to be the thing not. that holds. And blocking back. balls was a big thing. With yeah. Him, right. So anyway, uh, all right. So we believe that Sandy Leone is probably going to start, and you know, I I, I I think that you have to do that, even though you know. If there's a certain game though that you need, you feel like you need like an offensive jolt. I could see Swihart starting like midway through the series, or maybe even in the next series. I could see Swihart getting a start. But but Ian, but you look at it and you say, look at the pitchers. Like you, yeah, okay. Yeah, you like get shut more. out. You get shut out in the first two games. Now you have Porcello, and Porcello up until recently, the only guy that he had thrown to was was Sandy Leone, and and that's an issue. I mean, I honestly, I think it's even an issue when you get into the bullpen. Like last yesterday, the the aforementioned historic at bat Joe Kelly against Aaron Judge, where you know Sandy Leone's catching that. Sandy Leone's calling those pitches, and I think that makes a difference because we know, like Joe Kelly, doesn't call any pitches. No, so yeah, it's too I, much thought, too much thinking for him. Yeah, well, well so, it yeah. is. He says that, right? Some guys just don't want to go up there and think because then they yeah, go and I mess mean, themselves up. I mean, Sale doesn't. Yeah, why then, you have, then you have Schilling who would like never let a catcher call a pitch. No, he just he was because he so wrote cerebral. it down on a piece of paper <laughs> and then handed it, handed to, it to me in the elevator. Um, so uh, the only other one I think I have is in terms of the position is is Brock Holt. Brock Holt has to play, has to start, right? I don't know, though, Rob. You look at what he's given them off the bench, and you're just talking about how much they're going to use this opener thing at catcher. They're going to need to go to a pinch hitter in the middle of a game. I mean, maybe Holt's more valuable to them coming off the bench. Maybe. I mean, Corey went out of his way uh, after Sunday's game to say, oh, Moreland, what a great job Moreland did hitting one off the wall. So, he's so okay, to- so you have a lefty hitter in, Mo- in Holt. And you say that you would hit against a right a righty pitcher, and so the other lefty hitters would be two guys, Moreland and Swihart, right? Well, Moreland's going to be starting, or maybe he's unless yeah. Pierce is playing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think that you got to get. I don't disagree with you, but I just think that Holt is like their best hitter right now. He's been their best hitter, so you got to get him as many bats. I mean, as I think possible. it's a tough righty. You could honestly see him at second base. 
Yeah, no. Well, so but how about first base? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I still I, I feel like they're going to play more. Moreland's a guy, I said this on the award-winning Nesson show um, yesterday, I think, um, that Moreland was the guy who I thought was going to be one of these guys that like emerges out of nowhere and has like the big hit that we don't see. Yeah, I mean, he was big last year in the playoffs. Yeah. John, you've been I quiet. Got, I got nothing. What, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I was I was just trying, trying to look up, I was trying to look yeah. up a stat. Oh, okay. I was trying to look up a stat. Do you oh, how about you, Nick? I would go with <laughs> You Logan. also have been amazingly quiet last. No, I, well, you guys have been I'm going locked in. I'm locked yeah, in. I know. You guys are locked <laughs> in. We're I'm not going to mess with you two talking. You were going go, fine. I go. would I would start Brock Holt at second base pretty much no matter what at this point. You would? Yeah. Even though, that's kind of that's kind of how I'm leaning. That's why I was, I was just trying to look up Kinsler. It's like ever since Kinsler had that hamstring, he came out so hot in like the two games before he hurt himself, and he has not been the same. He player. had one little stretch, uh, like when we were in Atlanta around yeah. that time. Oh, who can forget? Uh, most memorable game. <laughs> I of had season. a great interview with him. That's rare. Yeah, just guy. ride hold till he's till he's done though. Because I mean, that's how he is. He but but you would bring Kinsler in at the end of the game. Well, here's the question. I don't have the metrics, but is like yeah. Kinsler moving around defensively as well as he was. When they first got him, because if he, if he's not giving them that elite defense, I think he's it. still better in Holt at second yeah. base. Yeah, he is. No questions asked. Whose phone is that? John. Okay, turning it off. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, so popular. All right, so you so let's go definitively. Ian, you start Holder now. Where would you play? We I love uh, Holt in that bench role. Honestly, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the the regular. Okay, regular one. Nick, start him till he slows down. Start him till he slows at second, first. Second. Second. 100%. Yeah, I'm with Nick on this one. I would start him at second. Okay. I feel right. like Holt's that guy. He's he's great until you ask too much of him. Okay. Exactly. That's why you go till he slows down. Okay. Last one. Third base. John, who's playing third base? Uh, I'm going Devers. I mean, no I just, matter what. Yeah, I just I know the defense is a huge concern, but he showed enough offensively towards the end of the season where you say Upside. We were talking about Bobby's pointers. Upside. Uh, Devers has got the highest upside. Right. Well, you know? I mean, home runs play in in the playoffs. Yeah. We saw it last year. We saw it from him last year. Right. In the he was what two home runs. And that was yeah, great when they. Six. That was great when they played Marrero in game two. Oh my it? goodness! <laughs> it's like that's probably that, not going to. That is like that, that is. Uh, we talk about lessons learned in the postseason. That was the worst move, uh, John oh, Farrell. That was the worst movie. It's ever like, made. but that shows you. Like that should be the reminder that postseason is different. Like when you were facing was it Dallas Keuchel? That's who he's yeah, facing. Yeah, I haven't seen a player have less of a chance in a bat than Devin Marrero did. It was bad. Nick, who are you starting at third? I just don't, John. I don't understand how you can trust Raphael Devers in any situation in the field. Though, like it's one thing off the bench; it's totally like that's totally fine. But he is the worst infielder in all of baseball. He leads the league in errors, and he didn't even play but, a full season. But in the words of EOS, he gets to more balls. Was he on the DL three? <laughs> yeah. oh I think he was on the DL three times. Yeah, and he still led the majors in errors. No, he was actually second in errors. Oh, he, so, who yeah. finished second? Him? Yeah, he finished second. Oh, um, is, is he's efficient? Yes, I thought he had that locked up. No, <laughs> no, I, I looked it, it up the other day. I saw a tie to twenty four. I assume the other guy didn't Hold make on, an error. I'll tell you. Keep talking. Go ahead. I say they're going to go though. I think they'll. Classic lefty righty platoon at, at third. You know, Devers will start against righties, and uh, Nunez will start against lefties. I love the I love Cora is like going through like the things that Nunez did, and it's amazingly he can walk at the end of the season. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just. I'll give that's you the other issue. Nunez isn't a great defender either. So you know, no, but he makes. Oh, but here's the difference: is that that Nunez? Look at this. I'm like. <laughs> I'm doing this in perfect form. <laughs> Nunez makes 
will make every routine play. Except that one. Except the one in New York, which (laughs) was designated as the worst defensive play of the season. But he'll make every routine play. And that's the play that Devers doesn't make a lot of times. Not always. Right. I'm betting on the upside. I like the offensive upside for Devers. That's... He made That's a great play the other day too. Devers. Like if Nunez is hitting like two twenty five in the course of the like first two games or whatever, or, or if they make it out of the first series and he's still hitting two twenty five something like that, then I would entertain the idea of Devers because you can only sacrifice offense so much. I'm willing to do that at the catcher's position every single day. If Jackie Bradley's doing fine, then maybe you can get away with it, but we don't know necessarily what's going to happen there. Um, but Devers is, I mean, when you look at Nunez, I get it. The second base defense, he was awful, but. Completely different guy at third base, John. He's fine, but I mean, I, I don't he's think he's, fine. he's not. I don't think he's, oh, better, he's better than, than fine. fine. He's I think he's fine. fine. Hey, Nick's kind of feisty. I, like I think he's oh. fine at third base, and for the offensive difference, <laughs> had a long day today and the power the difference. You know, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to roll the dice there. He took an Uber from the uh, airport to get here. Oh, that's impressive. I yeah. changed my flight to get here from Chicago. You said yeah, that was that's... no. I had nothing to do with. It. I was kidding. Oh, really? No, no, I'm kidding. Right now, I had nothing. This had nothing to do with it. You're lying. You wanted to be here for this podcast. I did want to be here, and it, it worked out in you, the end. Well, who, who would you have called in if Nick couldn't be here? Nobody. Okay. Can't replace me. No. I actually, I did ask Evan because I feel like he could yell at, like, make fun of him and pull things and embarrass him. You didn't want to do it? Yell at him for no reason. No, he has just a, he has a the, what do you call it? The, his, TV. The TV thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Is that show still on? His job. Whatever. I don't know what show job. he's on, so I guess it is. Okay. Yes, I didn't know yes. that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, is he still right? No, it's, I, I stopped watching the best, when they stopped having John on consistently. At the best so. slide, yeah, yeah, so e, so listeners out there will very be consumed by this. Is that Evan is the only human being? Honestly, the only human being I've ever seen have these shields on his phone and his t, oh his computer, God. like where you can't see. You've seen him, right? You look at me like I don't that you no, don't know. I don't know this. what you're talking about. It's on you on his phone, on his phone, and on his computer screen. It's tinted. So it's oh, tinted. oh, so you it's can't like, read it. You, so you can't read it unless you're like right in front of it. The phone thing is not that, that purely weird. defensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want anybody to see what's on the screen. The okay. phone thing's not that weird. That's a millennial thing, as much as I hate to say it. The computer you see thing. That? The computer thing. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen girls that have it. Plenty of people that have it. Yeah. And but the idea is Mount just so you orange. can't see your phone. Exactly, because they don't want people no one else creeping on them and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Exactly. But Ian yeah. had the great line. What did you say? Tell me what I said. Oh, you said like it's for all those stories he doesn't write anymore. Yeah. So Evan, even in absentia, he loves it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, he was he's not here, but I'm glad, Nick, you made it from Chicago. So, uh, Ian, we didn't get your Devers-Nunez take. Yeah, no, I said we are going platoon. to Platoon. Oh, Platoon, okay. You weren't listening, but he did say Oh, it. all right, sorry. Uh, all right, so we, we've saw, and I, I'll give my take. I, did, I think they're probably going to go, they are going to go with the Platoon. I think they like Nunez too much, but I think that Nunez will probably be injured by the time if you do get in the second round. That's just the reality of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just true. It's just, he just, I think that. That's a fair I, he's, yeah, I, I like, stepping like, over I like, like watching the, Nunez play, like, not so much this year. I mean, he's. Great last year. But here's, here's he was the, their best player last year. So right. Oh, no. Cora said it well, in, I mean, in spring training to us. Think about, think about that. Is that like Cora said, it's like we had two game plans, one with Eduardo Nunez in it and one without Eduardo Nunez. Like, that's how much he meant. That's how, I want to say bad a lineup it was, but like yeah. ineffectual kind of, a lineup it was. They were very good, but yeah, it, it's kind of how bad that lineup was last year. They were just well, not – not to take too deep a dive into his his issues this year, besides the leg thing and the knee thing, like he's a guy I do think he like. Hey, try this launch angle thing, and it was like 
he disaster. maybe tried it for a couple, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was, like all he does is hit like ground balls or line drives, and and swings at the first pitch. It was yeah. Anyway, so all right. Uh, so I know you guys get, get, got to get going. Even if you don't have to get going, I'm going to get you out of here. Thank you for coming in. Boom uh, sauce. Well, no, hold on. I'm not finished. Boom sauce. I took some time at Starbucks in North Beverly to go through these. Can you stats. do it like Rob does it. No. Boom sauce. Yeah, is that? That's, that's have, not, not very good. I, I have different versions. Of very it. good. Um, uh, my postseason boom sauce. I, I am. It is catching like fire. It's crazy. Yeah, I've John, seen the retweets. Yes, I have too. Yeah. Well, why don't you, I gave you a T-shirt. You gotta do one. I just did one. You did? Just now. You. We, I just. No, no. You have to do a video. You gotta do the video. You have to tweet out a video. Did Ian do two? Yeah, he did. He's done a lot for. He's been clubhouse insider. Station, yeah. Yes, right. he's I'll, done I'll a lot do, for I'll the station. I'll do one from the park tomorrow. How's that? So okay. On Tuesday, I'll do one from right. the park. John doesn't have to do anything. I'm going to burst into the booth and yell at it. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you got to do some hobo life. Um, so here are some things that I I just like as I'm sitting there, just like because I'm like, yeah, the season's over. No one's paying attention. The season's over. The regular season's over. All these things that we sort of like saying at the beginning, of the year, like the not so special section, like predictions and everything else. So, J.D. Martinez ended up playing 57 games in the outfield. Is that less or more than you thought? Uh, he, more more coming into the year, and but once they started and Cora and Martinez made it clear how important it was that he played, that I'm surprised that number wasn't closer. It to went like way down in the second half, yeah. didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, once they got Steve Pierce at like, some of the alignment stuff, it wasn't as easy to play him in the outfield anymore. So they also had three catchers play at least 80 games. Leon, 89, Swihart, 82, Vasquez, 80. I don't really know what to comment on it. I just thought that was interesting. You don't usually have three catchers playing yeah. 80 games. Yeah, Roger, I mean, Roger LaFrancois really. would have gotten a lot more playing, <laughs> playing time on the 1982. Uh, Mitch Moreland, 459 plate appearances. And the reason I surface that is because what was Hanley? What he Hanley has to get to? Oh, yeah, it was 496. No, it's 4, like, 79 or 497, like I think. Yeah, 497. That's yeah, what it was. So Mitch Moreland hit 459. So Hanley clearly wouldn't have gotten there. No. Um, Unless he could Remember catch. the 2020 conversation? No team has had or one or yes. two teams that yeah, like Yeah, he wanted, the, like, six 2020 guys or yeah, something. Yeah, so it was like, he's like, we have four guys that could do 2020. Okay, well. well Hanley was one of them, so kiss yeah. him goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hanley said he was going to be 30-30. Yes, yeah, right. Stole a base in Tampa in the first series. Um, stolen bases, so you only had two guys that hit 20 or, or managed 20. Betts had 30, Benintendi 21, Bradley at 17, Bogarts only 8. So yeah, Bogarts, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Bogarts is always goes in, I'm going to steal more bases, I'm going to steal more Yeah, bases. but you know what? That was smart because he's worn down the last like however many years, and yeah. then this year he was actually much better in the second Try half. Try to hit home yeah, runs. Big steal a third that night, though. Um, who could forget? Right. Uh, home runs, <laughs> home runs. Best thirty-two. Bogarts twenty-three. Bradley thirteen. Benintendi sixteen. Bradley so, thirteen. That's much lower than I, than I thought. Yeah, but he was had like one uh, three when weeks he ago. Started it. He was, <laughs> to he get he got his OPS over seven hundred. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So, so and so JD Martinez. Going back to JD Martinez, he had the highest batting average of balls in play. In the majors, four seventy, uh, three seventy-five. What's that mean to you? Anything? Uh, I would have to look to see: is that a year-after-year thing with him, or is it an outlier year this well, year? Well, if you look at it, he's one of the not the top guy, but one of the top guys when it comes to hard-hit balls, barrel yeah, he balls. Like the way, like he looks the way he's trending the last two years. I mean, 
Well, he yeah, it certainly didn't feel like he had too many cheap hits. Here's a here's a here's an interesting one for him though. Lowest fly ball percentage since 2012. Highest ground ball percentage of his career. So <laughs> didn't hit the ball in the air as much as he probably would have liked, even though he hit. But he hit three thirty. The guys are pitching him too. That's the other. Well, thing I noticed. Thing. So that's what's going to be interesting to me in the postseason. I in the last two months, I feel like like pitchers have taken a dramatic turn how they pitch him. I mean, and he's still hit for average, but you've seen what the home runs have done. I mean, you have the home run on Sunday, which is, I asked a great question. Yeah, I was just saying, you were the one who told me the other day he wasn't hitting any home runs anymore. I was? No, I didn't. Oh, Did you I? Not no. <laughs> no, he was, that's, he was, was selling it? Erod, the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Home he, runs too. Uh, somebody after the game was telling JD he hadn't been hitting any home runs. Oh, that no, sounds no, like no. Johnny Miller. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we often get mixed up. <laughs> Uh, so remember the the whole thing about swing at the first pitch. Mookie Betts going to be aggressive. Yeah, yeah, that didn't, didn't do last. it. <laughs> no, lowest swing at first pitch nine point eight percent last year is at twelve point one. Year before seventeen point eight. So, so he swung at the first pitch more last year. No. Uh yes. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. That seems impossible. Yes. But Bogarts was one who that number yes. must have changed quite a bit. Uh, pitches taken, pitches taken, Mookie Betts exactly the same as he was last year, 64%. I'm curious what that swing at first pitch strike, strike percentage was after, like, the month of April because it's probably even – Yeah. Because he did it all in the first, like, two weeks. Yeah. Episode 94. Um, <laughs> Mookie Betts, so like I said, exactly the same. Pitches taken exactly the same as last year, 64%. So that sort of didn't change at all. His ground ball rate uh, did go from 40 to 34, so he wasn't hitting as many ground balls. And then the aforementioned pop time. So great research by me. Um, uh, J.D. Martinez, by the way, yeah. is lifetime batting average on balls in play, 347. So he's just one of those outlier guys who's so always – So what does that mean to you? Uh, Alex Beer. I know, but – yeah, I, I mean, I, he I hits a lot of mixed, line drives. He wasn't, or, wasn't Ortiz like that too? Balls in play, wasn't he – no, because he I, was, he was I the would opposite. think the shift he was, he was the would opposite. kill him. Opposite the shift, shift, the shift's yeah. killed him. Without the shift, he See, I always get it mixed up. You don't I'm, shift I'm with you. Jay I always Martinez, get it mixed up. you know, so I don't know. Like, yeah. Sure, yeah, shifts are just not as effective against well, him. Well, so too. I was looking up so uh, throughout baseball, like league league totals, and the takeaway I had with the, for the whole entire league was that the, the hitters don't know what they're doing, honestly. there's There were less home runs than last year. There were far more strikeouts. The batting average was the lowest it's been in like 40 years. It was like league average was 245 or something like that. And this, nobody steals base, try, even tries to steal bases anymore. And so I'll, I just like. They're trying to adjust, was, though, Rob. That's a, I no, was, I know. I agree. I pitchers, totally agree with you. Have adjusted well, well, I think that that's the takeaway. Pitchers yeah. win. Yep. Pitchers win uh, this year. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was support when I was going through my for MVP, you got to pick ten guys. Oh yeah. That's when I was right. going through my ballot, it was hard to find ten guys who were like deserved to be in the conversation. It was hard to find. What do you say? So only four guys were nine hundred OPS. It was either four or five guys in the whole AL who had an OPS of nine hundred. But if you if you had the whole like Did I Bogart's guess make it no because because no. baseball because baseball's you know propping up like these guys dynamic players and everything this year, but. Pitchers won. Pitchers, this is what Porcello said earlier in the year, that the pitchers had to adjust, and he was one of these guys, is that he had to adjust to what the hitters were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did, judging by those numbers. They've been doing it for a while because I know with Matt Barnes, it was two years ago I remember talking to him and Carl Willis about it, and I don't think Carl Willis was particularly a good pitching coach, but they were way ahead of the curve when it came to um, 
dealing with guys who are low ball hitters, and that's what the best hitters in baseball are right now. Like Mike Trout, case in point right there, he loves the low ball. You don't throw him anything down there, and you throw everything up, up, up in the zone, and that's what Porcello does now too with that four-seamer. He was always a sinker ball guy. He doesn't just rely on that now, and I think that's where everybody else is kind of adjusting, well, so, working at the top of the zone. Yeah, and also the other thing that was a take, big takeaway was what Core talks about a lot is that the lineup construction, which is leadoff. You look at leadoff hitters, like the stolen base attempts are – like nothing, right. and obviously home Every, runs. Everyone plays for, and home also, runs. and also the number two hitter. You look at that game, Milwaukee. Where's the MVP of the league hitting? Yeah, exactly. where that was judged yeah, last so, year. You know? Yeah, so the MVP, the MVP of the league, this in the American League is hitting first. The MVP of the National League is hitting second. Like you said, the guy who is the, one of the best home run hitters is hitting second. So yeah, it's it's totally changed. And then the Red Sox. You look at the the cleanup hitter. Yeah, you know, no slight to Xander Bogarts, but you know, is he a cleanup hitter? And yeah, you would days? think you would think of JD Martinez is like your yeah. typical, but you don't do that anymore. Anyway, is there anything else you always want to get to? Uh, the one thing we didn't cover is Chris L. I mean, oh, we did. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's <laughs> that's it. that's almost the one where it's like, yeah, if that doesn't happen, then they're they're screwed. screwed. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, this is going to be this game one is going to be the most. Well, let's the most... go around. Let's go around the room. Yes or no? The the this the what has what we saw in his last start is at least a semblance of or the byproduct of the shoulder thing. Injury. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I'm not. Not only am I not confident in Chris Sale, I would be. I wouldn't even be thinking of resigning Chris Sale. Like you, you're based on how the last couple of years have gone. Really, almost every year of his career. You're going to bet on him becoming more durable as he gets into his 30s, and you give him two to three hundred million dollars. Sorry, you already did that with David Price. You screwed that up once. You don't do it again. I agree. I'm getting a little bit ahead of the game, but yeah. Nick, I uh, I'm I don't necessarily look at him more as a byproduct of him being hurt. I think he was more, like worn down, like everybody else gets in the course of a season. I think that they babied him too much, and now they're trying to get him to. They said it was a, of course it was Wait, a mechanical. Is flaw. he worn down or is he not worn down? No, he's worn down from what? From what? From 150 from his career, from the natural wear and tear that he deals with every okay. single year, and he does not handle it as well as a Porcello or a David Price does. Okay. But what I'm saying is I don't think all of this is a bri- byproduct of his shoulder being hurt because we saw what happened in that first game back. He came out like gangbusters, and he was hitting 100 every other pitch, right? One in Baltimore, I mean. Exactly. And I understand it's against the Orioles, but I'm looking at just his velocity in that game. That tells me how his shoulder's feeling. But Wait, the one in Baltimore where he had to go back on the DL? Yes. But he yeah, was, but that was before. But they didn't need him, Robin. And they go in, I, I have, from day one, felt that this is – Way more than they've made how it out does, to be. How does when you and Alex? Wait, way less than they've made Alex out to be. Alex did a good me. thing on the the, the extension, everything the else. Yeah, but how does and you can talk about mechanics. I I have a hard time getting my head around that anything mechanically is going to cause eight miles an hour to drop off. Yeah, it's like we were hearing there was a Pomerantz the entire season. You know, oh, nothing's wrong with Pomerantz. But that was, yeah. and how do you explain what happened eight miles an hour? Yeah. How do you explain what happened earlier in the year when Chris Sale was not throwing as hard as he was in July? Because he was like a di- completely different pitcher. And I remember talking what, to guys what, in the opposing teams. Earlier in the year? Earlier in the year. He, he wasn't was, throwing 90. He wasn't throwing 100, though, Rob. How the do you ball, he was throwing, A five-mile-an-hour difference. He, no, he, he, was, he was throwing. He was, he was getting it up to 97. Look it up. He was getting up to 97, 98, even at his worst velocity outing. John, are you looking it up right yes, now? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, well. Okay, he was getting it up. But there's a difference between getting it up to 97 and sitting at 97. That but he wasn't. He got it up to 94. 
He got it up to Look, 94. He, I, I understand that. If he can locate, he still can win with the stuff. No, I, I, that yes, I can. agree with. Uh, yes, absolutely, 100%. That, that I agree with. But he's not. But he, I don't know if he's going to be the same guy necessarily. And if there's a mechanical flaw, Rob, and he's taking it easy because I don't, or or trying to push the envelope, whatever, getting out of the rhythm that he was in, I think they made a mistake. That's with that second DL stint. I don't think he needed keep, to get. Keep this tape, Andy. Sale's going to win game one, six to two. That's going to be the final, Ooh, that's final game. All right, yeah. I, you're, there you go. You're pissing on your territory. Sale through ninety three. I'll tell you what, though. April, by the what do you say? He was ninety three in April, then ninety six in May. And then, average. Yeah, I'm just going average four seam velocity. Ninety three, ninety six. 97, but one of those, well, one of those games, 98, what, what, that's a five mile an hour difference. Oh, hold on, one of those, one of those games was like a freezing cold game. Remember that? No, game? I'm going. I'm just giving you month by month. Right. So April it was 93, May 96, which, which, which was one of those cold games. Yeah, that that dropped it down. That's when the closest he's come to this. I'm just saying. So, but he was he was throwing he threw 98 in his in cold, you know two or three starts in August. <laughs> yeah, and then 92 in September. All right, so whatever. I mean, so I, 92 in September versus 93, just, and he was saying like, 98 hey, beforehand. Listen, listen I, the the bottom line is. That we until Friday, this is impossible to tell. Like I know that you know he threw a flat ground on yeah. Monday, Ooh. but uh, we don't know. We we have no idea until. And you know what? The power of cortisone is very is is a real very real thing. I'll tell you what. Yeah. If they face, have you ever eight, had cortisone? I have never had a cortisone. Oh, shot. I heard no. it's awesome. I would have loved to get one on my elbow. We're um, gonna get one for you for the, before the next media I, game. I kind of want it. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, I can't mess up what's messed up there already anymore. Go ahead. Um, no one cares. If they face. <laughs> You were talking about no, it. No, go. <laughs> Let's just rewind. Have you ever had a cortisone shot? No, I never have, but I would love No one cares. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, if they face the A's and Sale looks like he has in September, I would rather see David Price go out for game five. Really? Game two and game five. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I, I'm very I confident. Would be, David they Price won't now. make it to game not five, at Yankee so Stadium. No, anywhere no. else, I'm confident in David Price. Right well, game now. five wouldn't be at Yankee Stadium. That's a good point. But thank you. Uh, that's a good I've point. I've yeah. been studying the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming in, everybody. This is a pleasure. Uh, great time. Right, you drank boom three, sauce. Three, three two, one boom e, sauce. E, yeah, you boom drank sauce. like five beers. It's incredible. It's you managed to. Give the impression that you're all sober. It's amazing. That's what makes us professional <laughs> sports. All right. got us the light stuff. All right, we'll do it again before the postseason uh, rolls around or rolls up or something. Rolls over. We'll do it again at some point. Over. We'll do it between maybe between now and the LCS. You think so? I think I want to do it before that. Now I get the T-shirts. Right. I'm sort of feeling a lot of momentum. All right, whenever. You, would you? Would you listen to this podcast today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about the hats yet. What, what? The flap rim? Yeah. How's it look? It looks great. I feel like compliments my glasses. You know what? You should you should have a poll with this podcast. Does my does your flat brim more look, look more like who'd you say? Jasper Parnovic? Yeah, Jasper Parnovic. Or Ricky Fowler? Who does Rob look more That's like? That's not my my. That's not Rob's fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you. Keep your car looking its absolute best year round with three hundred three cleaners and protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. 
You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means high visibility polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and not to mention they replace lost and broken shades. Shady Rays includes lost or broken protection on every new pair purchased. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose or break them, no matter what happened. See ShadyRays.com for details. Shady Rays offers free 30-day returns and exchanges so you can find the best fit for you. Try them, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America with your order, adding to over 20 million meals donated to date. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com MLB to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com MLB for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs. And try for yourself the polarized sunglasses rated five stars by over 150,000 people.